You are now listening to the Numb Bills Fan Podcast! With your hosts, David Palermo and Adam Deacon. Find us online at numbillsfan.com. Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Live. As Deacon gets a mic, I'll be with you to go over stuff. Oh, here we go. So pro. Um, so we do a podcast about the Bills. NumbillsFan.com has like podcasts and all sorts of stuff. Hey, bud. Um, here, help me out. Already introed, sort of. Uh, I'm gonna switch mics. Okay. Check, check. That probably sounded awesome in everyone's ears, huh? All right. Such a professional setup. Get the door get the door frame out of there. Yeah, what's going on guys? Sorry I'm late. Alright, so anyways, uh subscribe to us on iTunes. We do a show about the Buffalo Bills. Uh and we've been going over really draft prep with uh Kevin Masari from Cover1.net. I can never pronounce his last name right. Sorry, dude. Um but we just did podcast. Sorry, I think it is one fifteen, one sixteen. You'll hear back it back to back. He he hit us up twice, blessed us with his knowledge. Right. So it was pretty sweet. Um, thank you, Kevin, again. So subscribe Those to us. One dudes kill it, man. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check them out. They also have a podcast too. So um, one thing to look for in the draft, I think, is all these guys that everybody talks about. How can who who's gonna slip? So don't forget this is brought to you by BillsForLife.com. Thank you to uh Chris Williams and Jamie Tilbury and everybody. Dave, Mark, all those dudes. Yeah, so um also if you're going to thirty four rush, come hang out with us. Rochester Sports Network has this thing. Um, they got this show going on called The Huddle, and a lot of Buffalo sports personalities should be there to hang out and talk draft. So we'll be there Thursday, but we'll be on Friday. Yeah, we're going to hang out both both Thursday and Friday night. We're going to be co-broadcasting on Friday. There's food and drink specials. There's giveaways, autographed Thurman Thomas gear, all types of things. So you want to make sure you get down there. We'll be in the building. You'll be in the building. Yeah, I'll be right? stuck we'll on video that. poker because I don't think they have real poker. Yeah, and like let's drain our bank accounts. Come hang out with us. Let's have let's have a real time, guys. Yeah, let's have a great time on the slots. <laughs> but we'll be there. So, yeah, come have a great time on the slots with us. I mean, we got a van. You never know what we'll bring in the van. I'm just saying. Hey, can you uh, pass the coffee here? What's going on? Sorry, dog. Good. All right. And lastly, uh, PunchDrunkSports.com. We're brought to you by them. And, um, oh, we have uh, we have a surprise for you. So Not this much. Someone went to the bank and got some shirts made. So if you want to support the podcast, our friend Casey Diaz, who uh, tattoos in Rochester, shoot him a follow. Fat Casey, 17 in Roman numerals. Numb Bills fan shirts. All right. Yes, it's that dark of a color. Bam. That then, beautiful navy blue. And then the last tag of that famous quote that Marv Levy said, you know. So don't give up. There you go. Bam. 
If you want one of those, send us a DM. Hit up Dave at numbillsfan.com. Yeah, and these are just, just going. Just hit us up however you want to hit us up. We're on Twitter. We're selling It's right for... down there in the corner if you want to do that. And, uh, yeah, just hit us up and we'll get one out to you. Yeah, all the proceeds go to server space, server space, server space. So, please, that would really help us because then we can make more content. Uh, we have a lot of bright ideas. Well, he's got a bright shirt. I got ideas. I don't know if they're bright. But it would really help us. So please, if you like them, they're on quality shirts, too. They're not just Gildans. Um, the brand, if you're really into that stuff, is called Next Level Apparel. So it would be really awesome. Thank you. And um, don't forget, too, if you like sunglasses, you can go to Shade Rays and get 25% off, I guess, for punching Numb Bills fan. Uh, confession, dude. Um I left the promo pair at the convention somewhere. Oh, good. At the tattoo convention. So Good. Good job. I don't even know if we'll get another sample, like, demo pair. They gave us one pair between the two of us. You know, I don't even know how many we I how many people have done it. I wore out to the mailbox. They were nice, man. I was stoked. I didn't even get to scratch them. I'm, I'm probably going to cop a pair. I don't know if they'll, they'll probably give me 25% off. Promo code numbills, man. Hit that up. Yeah, I guess oh, so. Oh, yo, and these things come with a lifetime warranty. They're dope. But anyway, they have the silky sleeve with the drawstring that fits in the hard case, and I kept putting it back in the silky sleeve every time. All like, right, no, no right. lie. But thank you to everybody for checking us out. Um, so a lot of things are going on. You got the draft tomorrow. You got... All sorts of speculation about what? Is it the whole scouting staff? Does that mean Doug Whaley? I don't know, but some scouts have been allegedly notified that they're not going to have jobs, and the Bills, I guess, address it, saying that what would they say? That following the draft, the personnel department is going to get their yearly review, like they always do. Basically, yes. I'm paraphrasing. So take that I how you will. I could pull it up and read it, but so could you. That's not why we're here. You know why I'm here. Look good. Tell them about your hat you got. Well, we've already been over it. Okay. Right. If we, if you, if you want to know, check out our Instagram at numbillsfan. Wow, shameless. So, I don't give a shit. I'm here for I'm I'm here for the likes and the follows, dog. Limelight. I just want. I'm to, kidding. I'm full of shit. I just want to pay for followers and see what pops up. Yeah. So, um, we're here to talk about the draft. We're here to talk about who do you think they should pick. Um, I'll be honest with you. At the end of the season, um, I thought the defense was the problem. They don't need a receiver. It wasn't a receiver. And then now, the day before the draft, I'm like, you know. What if everybody's right and the Bills should draft Mike Williams? I don't know. Because he kind of makes a lot of sense. Yo, so does Corey Howard, Davis. OJ Howard's been the buzzword this week, though. But is the draft deeper at tight end or is the draft deeper at receiver? And to me, whatever it's not as deep at is what you draft in the first round. So what I also want to know is, do you just, if Doug Whaley is sticking around, we kind of talked before uh, amongst ourselves that, you know, Doug Whaley is just going to have that. And Doug Whaley, we trust, he finds a linebacker. Actually, we talked about that in a podcast 116. 
Um, so with Kevin, so really, I say you get the guy at the position at ten that is not as that 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 is rare. More that that the position is not as deep at. Makes sense. Well, I'm not really looking at the depth of position as much as I'm just looking at like how they are ranking OJ Howard among other people who have played the position at the collegiate level, saying that he's one of the best guys in years. That coffee sucks, man. What do you think? It's all right, man. Yeah, they say he's underutilized. That's that's a, that's a buzzword I hear. He's underutilized. Um, so. But yo, you like know, grossly. you know who you know who you also hear is underutilized all the time here in Western New York, Charles Clay. Right. I'll tell you what, Kevin from <coughs> Kevin from uh, Cover One dot He really talked. He he really got me into this whole him and Steve Tasker really got me into this. They they should draft a, a wide receiver or an OJ Howard type. But I look at it like. If that tight end position is deep in the draft, get them later. If the if the wide receiver is is, you know, more of a rare elite position, grab them. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, you have some needs to fill. You have cornerbacks. That what what what's weird is, I think that you have a, a, a deep draft at positions that the Bills need. And could it have been genius to get rid of Rex Ryan? This early to bring in Sean McDermott, knowing that you have to pay Marcel Darius a boatload of cash. You're paying your lineman a lot of money. Well, these zone corners are cheaper than man corners, and this draft is very deep. Uh, Eric Turner will say fourth to fifth round you can find starters for McDermott's scheme. Um, Well, Leslie Frazier, whatever you want to say. So to me, observing... I would add up two other guys are saying you can find starters in the sixth round, right? So it's safe to say that you should be able to conquer that position in the fourth round. And I really don't know if any fourth round guys would fall to the fifth, you know, and vice versa. So it's like I think – what happens is is you have so many rankings of guys, and they go with the first round, second round grade, third round grade. I always try to look at the draft to be like, okay, who was touted higher by a lot of people and kept dropping and dropping and dropping. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be some third-round talent that might slip down to the fifth. you got to figure, right? And that could happen throughout the draft. I mean, what if there's a, a second-round guy that falls to the third? You know, you got to take him. At the same time, if there's a guy that can make just as much of an impact at receiver or tight end or whatever in this draft, which at tight end it seems like O.J. Howard is just like a man amongst boys, like he's a, a good blocker. He's willing to do his part there. At the same time, you got the kid out of Miami who a lot of people really like. Um, it's, it, at the same time, what if your receivers – are rare. You know, I, I really don't know what way the Bills are going to go. And when they add it up, the one thing that makes me say receiver over tight end is if Sammy Watkins goes down, they've invested three years in it. And I hate to say I'm never the 
if the guy doesn't have an injury guy, I don't like to say that. No, no, no crap that they're going to do good if they're healthy. It's common sense. They're out there. Duh. Right. You know, so I, I, I don't want to say it, but like, really, who the hell are the Bills throwing to? Because if, if the dude that they brought in from Oakland is that good, they wouldn't have brought in Crabtree. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's like I, right, especially in a a strong passing offense like that. It, it almost makes you think that the average draft guy that has been saying Mike Williams since the the season ended is actually right. That's what I'm getting at. Is it every year it seems like no way, no way. I say this about the draft. Then about that, right day before the draft, I'm like, you know, I could see that. I could see that. I was saying forever, no way they draft CJ Spiller. And then day before, I said it on the way out to this kid, Matt, that I was working with. Sure you did. I swear to God, I go, I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted C.J. Spiller. Boom. And and he's like, they're not going to draft Spiller. I'm like, dude, they're drafting Spiller. I, I really could see that. They keep saying scat back, playmaker, somebody in space, you know? like. Um. So we saw how that, like Changeli, but anyways. So yeah. um, really... I don't know it, who who you would take at ten. I gotta know who's gonna impact the team the most. That's what I gotta know. I even made I even played devil's advocate and made an argument for for tackle at ten, and then I was quickly like, yeah, this this is not gonna happen. Um, Kevin pretty much shut me down. Like, yeah, dude, I don't know, I don't know, you don't do that, but. It, you know, where there's those those old school football guys, which I agree with them on a lot of things. Like you, you win the battle in the trenches. So when you think about Dallas and their offensive line, you think about how awesome Ezekiel Elliott and and Dak Prescott look. And you got some people who are like, you know, we watched Tyrod, I've watched Dak Prescott. I don't see that much of a difference. And other people think that's crazy to say. So. Um, you know, again, Kevin brought up a great point that our right tackle spot, Jordan Mills, wasn't really as bad as everybody made it seem to be. And I was shut down quickly because I didn't realize that Tyrod Taylor had the most time. So, you know, what would shock me if they drafted somebody at number 10 would be a running back? I would be just one of these just. Like that bitter of this coffee tastes like shit face, you know? You should have just put a little bit more cream in there. I probably have soap in it. I don't know. <laughs> There's that too. There's that. You didn't rinse that very well. I watched you I watched you not rinse that very Dude, well. Dude, what are you talking about, man? I scrubbed the hell out of that thing. Yeah. Anyways. Well. So do we have anything interesting? No, no, you scrubbed the hell out of it. I'm not I'm not debating that, but then you just gave it like a quick like swish, dump, like not thorough. You're drinking soap, dog, is what I'm trying to tell you. You're such a good friend, you tell me now. So, um... I'm not your dad. Positions that would shock you if the Bills drafted them at 10. Punter, kicker, um... Left tackle. Any interior lineman, obviously. Any offensive lineman, obviously. Um... 
I don't. I'm see- not even gonna say. I'm not even gonna say defensive tackle. I think we're like all set as long as Marcel Darius is on his best behavior and Kyle Williams doesn't start acting his age. Because man, that dude, that dude transcends the stereotypes about being. Yeah, he, he he does. What about? He just kicks the shit out of guys, man. He really does. If and they he- say that linebacker is a really easily replaceable position, right? And you draft. See, I tend to disagree with that. If you draft, if you draft the the Reddick kid, or they go Foster, whoever they want for their weak side linebacker spot, um, I don't know if if Shaq Lawson makes it out there, right? Well, I mean, if uh, Reggie Ragland becomes a starter, are you really going to have a defense where you're starting uh, Shaq Lawson, who who he's played two thirds of a season? But you're starting a rookie in Raglan, and you're going to start another rookie at the weak side linebacker spot, and then you're going to start possibly another rookie at the corner spot. I mean, that's a. And then we got to hear, well, the team's young. The team's young. It's like, whoa, I don't, I don't know if this coaching staff would do that. I really don't, because if you're a logical coaching staff, you're not doing that. That's too many young guys out there. Well, what if Shaq Lawson? Proved in ten games, which is a long time. You know what I mean? It is a long time. He still got a good. He still got a good sample size. Shaq Lawson. I thought he was fine. Um, he says he's learning a lot from Coach Waffle over there, D line coach. Um, but what that I'm getting, dude is serious. That's what they say. I, I mean, I'm just going off the hard knocks clips. The the handful I saw, but that dude is hard. I actually want to watch hard knocks for that. Just for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's saying he's learning a lot about football he never even knew and that he's a great coach. All these guys are talking about detail. I don't know if they were briefed by the PR department to talk about detail, 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 but they are really, sounds like they're being stripped down and they're shown exactly what the hell's expected of them. I like that. So if they're that detailed, I don't see them throwing that. I don't see linebacker as an option. And if, before this Doug Wade, before the scouting staff or whatever staff news, front office news, um, possibly, I got a Bleacher Report notification. Yeah, man. See, I don't, I don't know though, man. Like, I don't know if I I buy that just because of like, it's like one one phrase out of context. It's not a long quote, and I feel like it's one of those things that could just be said like jokingly you know what i mean like uh we're probably all gonna be fired next week you know what i mean like i've said that at my job before it didn't happen you know what i mean like right but if they stay that tells me that they're not drafting a a linebacker and and to be honest they, they should be scared for their jobs look at the damn sabers right now terry and kim went in there and we're just like get the out of here. Yeah, I was actually shocked. I, I don't want to say shocked. I was shocked but... by that. I, I mean, I thought it was going to happen after the season maybe, but All right. I don't know. Like, it, it, I, I didn't see it coming like that, though. Like, I thought it was going to be one or the other maybe. Like, So we have some people in the comments who are talking about I'd be okay with corner. It's better than taking a quarterback or running back. Herman, I'm with you, fam. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mike Stock, if the Bills take a cornerback, I'm going to cry. He's having Leotis McKelvin nightmares again, man. I know you're having this. What I saw when they drafted Gilmore, well, if he's that good, how are you going right. to re-sign the kid? That said, the, the contract actually worked out perfectly because you don't have a guy that is going to rely on man corners, so that's fine. You know, and everybody's going to this cover three copycat league crap. Well, I like that Sean McDermott has had a defense recently that's done damage. So pretty stoked, like like really stoked. And, and we, we touched on that earlier. It, you know, cornerback, if you can find him later, find him later. I don't care if you draft if two you can, of them yeah. right back to back. So um, let's see. How about the safety from UConn? Yeah, I don't I, think I, I, I don't think safety is a position you go. This I, is this is the way I bullshit my way out of this because I have no clue who he is. So I will say he's not somebody you go for at ten. You just not that guy. No, I mean there's there's a, a few really really good safeties in this first round, but. I, I don't think that's that's where they're going. I really don't. The only way you really grab a safety is if he's a game changer and he is super versatile, right? But what I want to know is safety takes a lot, right? Like, oh, all right. He's talking about the guy whose name I couldn't pronounce if I wanted to anyways. What's that? Get it. That, that, that's all you... Oh, Obi- oh yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi or no, whatever. No, Obi-Wan you. Yeah, I can't... I, Come on, man. I'm done with these, with these like, complicated last names. Like, Let me tell you something. I suck at the draft. I was done at Quanjo. I learned how to spell that. I'm done. Look. James at... Ahedabo. Ahedabo came in and I was like, I'm not even learning this. I'm not going to spell this. No no posts about Ahedabo. I can't even say it. I'm not going to try to write it. I'm way better at talking than I am at writing. Let's be real. You got to. I, I don't. I don't see how McDermott's again. Are you going to put? I a, mean, are you going to put a rookie there at the safety spot? If we were going to take a safety, I'd want it to be Malik Hooker. That's that's the one guy who caught my eye, and I think he's going to be gone before ten. If he's there, take him. But the the interesting thing is how many defensive backs are being projected early, and how many quarterbacks may or may not go. And then you throw these couple of uh, running backs that are looking elite with Fournette and uh, McCaffrey. You you take a couple at each position there. The Bills are getting like prime pick beyond those those two or three positions. You know what I'm saying? Which then like crazy guys that I thought would be higher up on the board are going to go. You know what I mean? Like if, if a guy like Jonathan Allen falls to us at 10, you got to take him because like he is head and shoulders, like going to be like better than I, I believe people say that there's eight elite prospects in this draft. And all it takes is two teams to just really, it could even only be one, to just take that shocker to fans pick. And then next thing you know, we're all shocked that that guy fell. But a lot of these teams probably knew that. 
Um, you know, you gotta, it, no matter what way you cut it, there's always a shocker. I mean, Blake Bortles was a shocker to a lot of people. It was a shocker to me. Um, I was shocked that um, in, in certain drafts, like all these mocks had uh, had the Bills taking the quarterback from Syracuse, and he went in the fourth round. And it's like, damn, like all the mocks, like so many guys. And you really don't know what's Huff or not. You know, if the Bills took a quarterback at 10, I'd be like, oh, shit, it's real. You know, and, and it's weird. Every year in the draft, you just, you watch these highlight tapes. You know, I, I've been going nuts cramming about prospects. I don't really talk much about prospects because I don't know it, you know, like the Bible. I don't know it really tight, so I just feel kind of dumb. That's why on Podcast 115 and 116, we have Kevin from Cover1.net, and he breaks it all down. So if you're like me, please check those out. And... Really, yeah. No, I'm the same way though. I let the dudes who are gonna slide down off off the board slide down off the board. Like, I don't want to watch the the ups and downs. I just let me know. Let me know week of who's hot, who's gonna who's gonna be the guy. Like, you know, we got we got Ruben Foster and Jabril Peppers playing games with their with their piss at the. At the drug test or whatever. Allegedly, I mean, come Allegedly. on. Allegedly, if you're if you're like, yo, I don't want to go to the Browns. I don't want. Oh, I'm projected to go to like Tampa Bay or something or some team you don't like. Shit, tell my agent throw the piss out there. Who cares? But I mean, that's a lot of effort. I might try crack if it meant not playing for Cleveland. I don't know, man. Egos might be. <laughs> no, I wouldn't try crack. That's fucked. But I, I would think about it. Cleveland sucks. Yo, let's be real here. Can I can I call the draft out for what it is? Yeah. The 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 problem with the draft is you got so much bullshit flying. Like you know when I look at him on tape, it's like who the hell are you? Are you like what background do you have in scouting? When you look at him on tape, what'd you do? Pop on YouTube highlights, or did you actually watch him run his damn route in the damn stadium? Did you watch the All Twenty Two? How did you get to All Twenty Two? Stop. I don't want to hear about how you, who has no scouting degree... No, just go to CoverOne.net and read what the hell they have to say or send them a message. And these people subscribe to every analytics site known to man, and you get good information. I want to know who's watching the tape when people tell me they watch the tape. So all this draft speculation crap, to me, is garbage, and you got to find your resource. Man, everyone's watching tape. I don't even got a VCR. My real, the real thing died before I was born, so... They don't even give us the tape. Like, we we don't have access to the tape. I gotta see comments, man. I'm going, I'm going ham right now. You just um, take it easy over there. You take it easy. We'll get to the comments in just a minute here. I'm on Tinder, alright? I wouldn't ride swipe that. So, in a nutshell, draft-wise, quarterback would be a shocker. At time, I will say, I do like the Mahomes kid. There's something cool about that guy. I like, I know Scott Campbell. He's gonna kill me for saying that. How do you not like Watson? You're out of your mind. He's a gamer. Yeah, I could like. I could like him too. I like his upbringing. I like his story. You know, hard worker. 
And yeah, I could I could like Shay Kelly in the fifth round too. You heard it here. Uh, I've been hammering the table for this. Uh, let me tell you something. I'm going to hammer the table for Shay Kelly in Buffalo. All right, stop. I'm only kidding. I but, can play back those clips of you saying what a bad idea it was a few months ago. I can do that, you know. Hey, just like things change, the wind has changed direction, and I'm here. So, um, Well, that's what I'm saying. Guys slide up. They slide down. Uncle Jim's vouching for him big time. If he wants to babysit him, I'm cool with that. If, if you know... He wants to teach him how to be a professional football. Because here's the thing. I feel like Jim Kelly is a guy who still had a good time while he was in the league. And he just, he held it down. He held it down, you know, quietly. He wasn't, he wasn't drawing a bunch of attention. I mean, it was a different time. You didn't have social media. Not everybody had, like, a, a video device in their pocket. They couldn't just record shit at will. But, like, I think he can teach him how to be a low-key professional football player. If he... If he chooses to, and that's the only that's the only scenario where I really want Chad Kelly in the fold is if like we got we got somebody who's gonna gonna kind of take responsibility and like keep an eye on him. I don't want I don't want us looking looking you know stupid for it. My whole deal with like Ch- the Rob Ryan thing. I don't want I don't want someone to come here yeah. because of who they know and make us look bad again. You know what I mean? It's like that. I'll tell you what. I'll tell. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. One of my car dealer. Um, way I look at it is with Chad Kelly. The thing that's weird about Chad Kelly to me is I, again I'm intrigued by prospects who have problems. Right? Is if you don't need him to start right away, and you need this kid to get out of trouble, all you gotta do is keep the kid out of the media. We didn't hear about Chad Kelly till he went on a field over something. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't hear about him until somebody sends a picture out of him smoking weed. Who cares? It's weed. Get over it. Yeah, you know what? He's got to be a pro. That's kind of fucked up that you frankly do stupid shit when you got to be a pro. And it's hurting. You know what? I mean, that's the only reason I'm not a pro athlete. He's let's he's face, injured. Let's face facts. He's injured, right? I party too hard. What if you're really a partier? What if? You grab Chad Kelly, and he just sits back there injured, heals up. Like, that's going to be the reason he drops. So if some people say that he could be the number, the second best, the third best quarterback, like some people have said that, I think this is one of those things where if you're doing all that math, why would a guy with a torn ACL who's a defensive back who has no shot of playing this year Still possibly going to second or third round. And you're telling me this guy might not be worth a fourth-round pick? I don't know. It's a fourth-round pick. We've seen fourth-round picks get cut. It's still a little bit high. If you're a fourth-round pick, you're a hell of a football player. You're a hell of a football player. If you get drafted, you're a hell of a football player. But you can argue that left and right. I just don't think it's – it just doesn't add up. We were just doing the math on it just like – he dings this, this, and this. Off-field issues, which weed's going to be nothing soon and whatever. But, yeah, in Buffalo, it wouldn't – I don't know. Depends what you think about Cardale Jones, really. Um, so, Mike, I don't disagree with you. Mike Stock says if uh, O.J. Howard's on the board at pick 10, it's going to be him. This staff, allegedly like mm-hmm. Eric Ebron, um, if this staff is gone – 
and Sean McDermott's running the draft. If you would, I mean, he was a scout. That's how he broke in. So, um, you know, could be Howard with Whaley behind there. I, I don't know because at the end of the day, I don't care if it's pick 10, pick 1, or pick 32 of the first round. When you really step back and you go, oh, that guy made a hell of an impact, I would take J.J. Watt over Marcel Darius. Sorry, I would. I think a lot of people would. And they're great players. Oh, yeah. So the way I look at it is I just care that you come out of the first round with a damn guy who's going to make a hell of an impact this year where – the T's are crossed, I's are dotted, and there's no questions about it. I don't know if this coaching staff is going to take a serious risk on a guy like Foster if he drops. Character issue guy doesn't line up. And, you know, I've been on the fence of I like that they're bringing in good character guys, and then after a while it got a little boring. So then when Doug Whaley took over at Marone, they started bringing in guys who didn't check all the boxes in the character department, which I didn't care. Um, and then Rex Ryan, it is what it is. He's Mr. Second Chance. And now it seems like they're bringing in very well-spoken character guys into the locker room to get their shit straight. I don't think McDermott, they're going to go the safest route. The The guy, if he ends up maybe as consistent as Leotis McCall was later in his career, maybe that's good enough. You know what I mean? You just got a guy who's going to stay on the roster and do his part, or you get a receiver for value. You got a guy who's a playmaker. That's the thing is playmakers are flashy. If Watkins is gone, Watkins gets hurt, who's playing that position? Really? I didn't want to go there either. So, all right. Maybe we should just drop the mic after the draft, Jordan Branch. Jordan, I'm rooting for Whaley, man. We've always been defending Whaley, and I'm sorry. I think he does a good job, and I don't even know if I can blame the media for getting fired. There must be something behind the scenes that I ain't knowing about. Um, so Chris Williams likes uh, Ramchak tackle from Wisconsin second round. Again, uh, Cordy Glenn. Mel Kuyper was saying, oh, he's a good guard. He would be a good guard. No way he can play left tackle. No way. Maybe you're right. Look, how are these guys grayed out? Grayed out. If they grab that tackle, right tackle spot, and he could be the answer, cool. But it's a little funny that they match Groy, and, uh, you know, Donald Jones is tossed out there. Why not throw Groy at right tackle? As we know, during camp, they're always shuffling that offensive line. They're always experimenting. Look, let's see. Get the best five out there. Get ready for that. Um, and Chris also says, first round, best available player. I, I really can't go wrong, Chris, but we talked earlier. I, I think you got to go. I think you really, really, really got to go. Who's going to make the most impact and has the most work? Like, what if receivers deep next year? I don't know. You know, for example, just yeah. How how does the team look at it? How do these? What are the prospects coming out next year? Who are the free agents that are going to be available? Next? They already know all this data. So whoever they pick, you would hope it isn't just best player available. I mean, you do, but I would hope that they in this draft, if it's really that deep, they go by what they need. And I'm more of a best player available guy. And if they take somebody at, an, at a position that's already elite. 
You're going to hear the terms, oh, we're just stacking talent. There's nothing wrong with too much talent. So, pretty much. Got to take it where you can get it, man. All right. So, uh, well, everybody, we're all set here. I don't know if you have anything else to get to. Um, Matt says uh, they should just sell the team. Come on, Matt. Uh, (laughs) Mike. Hey, we drafted McGahey after he blew his knee out in the first round. I know. The Bills can't Bills this draft. You're right. No, we've already been over that. This is <laughs> this is it, man. Like Vic says, do you see the Bills trade down in the first and acquire an extra pick? If there is a possibility, if there is a partner, and there's still guys that are high on their board, be you know, few slots down, yeah. Yeah, if they got a few guys left on their board and they can move back, they're going to move back. You know, they don't they don't have a fourth round pick. They they definitely would want to pick something up. Look, find us at 34 Rush tomorrow, please. Gary at Rockstar Sports Network, hell of a dude. He sets up these events. He works his ass off uh, for yeah, that network. Like to, seriously, mad respect to those dudes. Um, Channel 18 here in Rochester. Yeah, so we'll be down there right by all the Bill's gear with Dermot Thomas stuff in the background. Yeah, his gold jacket, all that. It's going to be cool. Yeah. So come hang out with us, have some drinks. We'll be down there. Food's to, good. We'll be, we'll be down there for the first round visiting tomorrow. And then day after on Friday, that's our night where we'll definitely we're, be staying over. Yeah, we're uh, co-hosting. It's going to be, it's going to be meant. Just check it out. I love the draft after the draft, if that makes sense. So, um, again, if you're looking to really get the nitty-gritty on the draft you're, or a different take from it, uh, I felt like we played devil's advocate with every pick, every position you could pretty much go uh, for the draft. I'm more of a more of a ph- philosophical guy when it comes to the draft. Okay, what position did you try to fill with this need? Because make no mistake, they're going to try to fill needs here. So... Let's see what happens day two. That's my favorite day of the draft, actually, because all these guys, there's only so many guys that can go in the first round that are graded as a first-round pick. Um, so, again. Yo, Jordan Branch nailed it. Missionary position. I like that guy's style. And he also said there's openings for us at ESPN, but the thing you got to understand is they can't afford us. Oh, and, yo, speaking of afford, one more time. Help us afford to keep doing this. If you want one of these bad boys, two-sided joints, send us a DM. These are available. Epic picture from the good old days when the goalposts got ripped down. So, you know, solid assist. Send us a DM. We'll get one out to you. If you're in the Rochester area or whatever, we can meet up. If not, we'll ship it to you. Yeah, thank you so much. And, um, again, everybody who listens to us, support us, check out BillsForLife.com. They always do Yo, awesome stuff. Best, and Best in the game. Yeah, really. When, when we need any support at all, Chris and Jamie and everybody up in there, at least with us, they, they really – it's almost like they roll out the carpet for us. So um, without them, this platform – 
I don't I don't know how we would reach more people, frankly. So yeah. no, thank you so much for helped, always helped us grow so much from from where we started at when we started doing these live videos, which I think we started last summer. Like, yeah, and if you like if you like metal, talk to Jamie Tilbury about it. And uh, oh, yeah, he, he's he's definitely like super. Once deep. I got once I got talking talking music with that dude, I was like, yo, the, this is the dude. Right, right. So cooler heads prevail. Um, shout out to everybody who listens to us. Again, don't forget punchrunksports.com. Shady raised twenty five percent off with Numb Bills family checkout. I gotta hit them up and get us two pairs. I mean, we've been pumping this. I mean, can I get a couple pairs, dog? Yeah, yeah. They got. I mean, they got some nice stuff. They got some new aviators out of like. And also, we might do some raffles for shirts too, or you know, maybe have a contest or something like that. So if anybody likes them or even has design ideas you want to see made. Yeah. Shoot us a message, Yo, and thank a- you for all the support again and again and again for everybody. We got a couple people in the comments liking the shirts, man. Oh, hit us, shoot. Hit us up. We'll, we'll set you up. All right, we're out. Numbills fan. Numbillsfan.com. You know where to find us.